City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Ooh, yeah. Feels good. Good morning. Welcome to Saturdays in SA. It's a gloomy old day in Adelaide. Weird one. A top of 19 degrees and a few showers around the place. We're at the peak of trade period now. A few clubs are starting to play silly buggers. Dodoro's up to his old tricks and Geelong seem to be wanting more out of Port Adelaide when there's actually nothing more to give. As I say, a good morning to my friend Bryce Gibbs. You uh, mentally checked out during the week. I caught you <laughs> rolling along to the golf course uh, during work hours. And uh, but you but you mentally checked in for today, aren't you? Good morning, Tom. Good morning, everyone. This morning, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's the silly seasons, yeah. well and truly underway, isn't it, Tom? Uh, all the rumours and innuendo, mm. uh, all the the fake fake news comes along. Some yeah. of it's and then some surprises that uh, pop up out of nowhere. But yeah, yeah, clubs are scrambling to get things in, get things out of their footy club at this time of year, and. Makes for a little bit of fun, but it's not something that I get too yeah, you hate overly it. wound up in. How, how much? The, the, all the trade stuff. How much trade radio have you listened to over the journey? None. None? None. <laughs> no. I, no. I just can't. I can't listen to it. I don't yeah. know what, what it is. I keep it it's on in the background. It's like a friend. mind numbing. So, <laughs> yeah, haven't haven't paid too much attention to the, to the live stuff. But if, if a trade goes down, mm. happy to, to read the ins and outs and, and how it all unfolded. But yeah. up until that point. I just don't like buying into all the, the crap that comes with it. Yeah, a lot of it is what I would call just fairy dust. Like, it's just, it is a nothing. It's, it's a Fagazi. Just, yeah, it's a Fagazi. <laughs> it's a Fagazi. It's, it's a nothing. It's in the air. Uh, 90% of it is that. But it, I see one final twist. There's going to be, I, I reckon, just one final twist. There always is. And I'll touch on a little bit later, just after nine, actually, Bryce, uh, an exclusive. We we don't come with these very often. A little exclusive around what the Crows are trying to do uh, with a slide, a pick slide. I'll give that clue. Hang on. Have you got some uh, inside I've information some, going on here? Some intel. You've got, got some, some sources. Yeah, I've got some sources. I do, I've got to say I don't have many sources, <laughs> <laughs> but the ones I do have are, are pretty reliable. Yeah, nice. So We're looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll touch on that just after nine. We've got a big show, so uh, hoping you can be interactive and keep us company on 0427154166. What is your Saturday statement? What are you feeling strongly today? And actually, we need a bit of help here because we've got a segment coming up called The Dig, Gibber. I want to hear from you guys. What we have to do is have a dig at something we're uh, a little bit pissed off about. So let us know. Get it off your chest this Saturday morning, 0427154166. What are you having a dig at? What's giving you the ear it's on Saturday? You know, we can be like a, a little bit of therapy for people. Yep, absolutely. And we're happy to take calls too yes. on 1300 736 736. Uh, I'll guarantee if you call in, we'll uh, we'll pick up the phone. There you go. <laughs> no doubt there's about my, it. There's my Saturday <laughs> statement. There you go. With cancelled guests, that. undoubtedly, we're going to pick up that phone. Hey, Gibber, I've been watching the Beckham documentary during the week, and I've got to say, it's almost at the level of The Last Dance. I have been enthralled by it. And, hey, Bryce, we've got a call coming in right now. Let's take them live because Producer Jace has gone off to the toilet. Oh, no, they've shunned off. We're going to get you, Producer Jace, to give you a call back, whoever just rung in just then, because we're keen to get you on, whatever rant you want to go on about. But uh, back to the Beckham documentary, Gibber. Uh, what did you think? Well, 
had a lot of people that watched it and mm. kept asking me, have you seen this, this documentary? And, and I hadn't seen any of it, uh, to be honest, but had to, had to, uh, turn it on after, after the feedback it was getting and, yeah. uh, yeah, watched, uh, watched the four episodes this week. And do you know what? I, I was, I was really impressed. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Just, just the insight and the, yeah. and the stories and, uh, I mean, I, I can remember some of the, the things happening, uh, you know, when he, when he moved from, mm. uh, United to, to Real Madrid, um, when he scored that goal and, and just the, the stories and, and from his perspective, yeah. it was, it was really fascinating. Yeah. Because we often forget the way him and Victoria have been presented through the news and the headlines. It's almost like they're a bit of a pantomime. And you don't really know who they are, but his insight was fascinating. And also the way they do these documentaries, you know, how they get the close-ups on their face and they play them the footage of what happened and you just get pick up so much emotion. All the key players as well in his life. I want to go a little bit deeper into that up next, Gibber, through the lens of this trade period and, and how different they do things over there in, in all the leagues of soccer. Uh, we've also got a very healthy helping of the week that was Sammy Newman's had another fallout. Uh, are you surprised, Gibber? He's, do, you, do you view it as real or do you think it's performance when Sam Newman has a fallout in the media? Uh, my initial guess is it's, it's a performance. Yeah. Maybe he's just trying to stay relative. Relevant. Relevant. Yeah. Relative to yeah. life today. <laughs> stay in the headlines. Cause it is a good tactic. I, I, what, what is he? I wouldn't even know what he's doing these well, days. He's got, even. He's got a podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Well. And, uh, it's popular with some fringes of society, but he appears to have gone down a rabbit hole. Like he's entertaining conspiracy theories yeah, okay. and uh, really clutching at straws, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Some of these, uh, have you heard of a sovereign citizen? They're the people who refer to themselves as the law yep. themselves. So he's uh, entertaining those sort of folks, but Gibber, um, we're also going to cover all things trade and obviously that Crows exclusive uh, up next, but what what do you make of the trade period so far? Particularly, oh, I've got my eye on uh, Adelaide and that offer they made to Harrison Petty. And oh, is that a little bit much? I I heard it when I was driving, and I dead set nearly drove off the road <laughs> when I heard that he was yeah. going to be on a, a million dollars in his first year. Obviously, I think that was. Mm. A, a front-loaded yep. contract, but still eight hundred over the journey. For Harrison Petty, uh, yeah, what swingman? I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah I, I think they. My, my initial reaction was that they've already got the the forwards in place. Like, well, I think they, they look, want him as a defender, looking to replace Tex potentially. But yeah, um, is he is he more of a forward though than a, than a defender? I think he's definitely a defender. That's where you that's see where him he play. plays. He plays his best there, but Melbourne, Melbourne don't are play, play him as a forward. Yeah, that's right because year. Lever and May are there. Yeah. So, and Harrison, I believe, thinks he's best as a defender as well. That's why he wants to come. And it seems that the marketplace for these key well, defenders did, is well, exploded. Or well, well, but did he want to come? He obviously had a yeah. sit down with with the coach Simon Goodwin off the back of this starting to get mm. some traction, uh, and he's uh, he's decided to stay. Well. He did want to come and he does intend to come at some stage, but because he's under contract, Goody's expressed to him that there's just no way that they're going to let him go. Yep. 
And uh, so therein lies the value. I mean, I think the Crows have offered pick 14 and Shane McAdam for him and the D's have rebuffed it. So, but obviously both clubs highly value him because he's a big man and he's 23 yet to hit his peak. Really? Can, like that's off the top of my head. That seems like a a pretty big offer mm, from that's massive. from the Crows. Can you see him being one of the top five defenders in the competition? One of the top five forwards in the competition, Tom? I could see him as a top five. This is only possible possibilities. Top five defender, maybe in a few years, and I think that's what. Adelaide are thinking. I mean, you look at Ben Mackay, he's not even a top 10 defender, I don't reckon, and he's getting the 800K. So it's, it's an inflated marketplace, I reckon, Gibber. How, how did you, by the way, you've been playing a hell of a lot of golf. Is it improving or have you stagnated? Well, yeah, retired life is, <laughs> is treating me well uh, and being the end of footy season, working at a footy club this time of year, it is a little bit quieter, so... Uh, and sneaking out onto mm. the golf course uh, a little bit more these days, which is really nice. And I'm taking it a little bit more seriously. I've signed up to to get a golf link number and uh, getting an official handicap. And so golf link number, explain that. Oh, it's just so you can record your scores and yeah. actually have a get a handicap. an official handicap that yeah. you can try and work at and, and try and bring down. Playing okay. in a little competition at the moment with a with a couple of buddies. A uh, little city versus country competition, and uh, mm. I'm not I'm not the best golfer. I'm pretty erratic. Um, do <laughs> Don't hit him that well, but you're yeah, mm. taking it a little bit more seriously, Tom. It's extremely Ooh, frustrating, like but still hit enough good balls for me to stay interested in, and keep coming back. What, what's your main course? Where you working on your handicap here? Well, I signed up to the uh, the, the future future golf, which you get uh, about twelve rounds around Adelaide. Okay. Right, re, re, well, regional, all over Adelaide. Yeah, all everywhere, yeah. Right, Metro. I hadn't heard of that. That's so, a good one. Uh, yeah, it's uh, just slowly ticking them off, Tom. Played yep. yesterday at uh, Flagstaff. They're yep. doing some, some renos there with uh, making a big uh, new pro shop and yeah. four or five-tiered clubhouse, which uh, which will be pretty impressive once it's done. But, uh, yeah, lost a few balls yesterday and yep. hit a few good ones as well. So I'm enjoying that. Speaking of losing balls, my sister's beagle during the week um, got to sext and uh, shout out to him. His name is Basil and he's walking around the house. Uh, very sad indeed. They've captured him and put them in a jar at the vet services. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, he's, uh, yeah, he's not feeling the best. Hey, uh, we, we're going to get to a break because we got to talk about this David Beckham documentary and all things AFL trade, a little exclusive on the Adelaide Crows. Uh, stay in touch with us on 0427154166. We want to hear your Saturday statement or your dig. Who's giving you the irrits? Or one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Give us a call. Uh, we are here at Studio Lumo, number one King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, Bryce Gibbs just listening to some trade radio podcasts during the break and uh, doing doing his research and getting around it. So we've got some healthy... A uh, bit of info around the trade period, all the latest coming up very soon. You know, actually, there, there's some fierce negotiations going on in that, Gibber. Yep. Do you know who is a fierce negotiator? Who's that, Tom? My mum. Yeah, right. During the week, I uh, she said she didn't want her car anymore. It's this awesome Toyota four-wheel drive, quite new. 
I said, well, I need to, I actually need a car, so I'll just buy it off you. And then she's always been a secondhand dealer. So she proceeds with uh, negotiation tactics, hot and cold, you know, like you feel close and then distant, uh, a little bit of, um, you know, misdirection and false information to sort of extract. So, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. She will negotiate hard. She could actually fit into Adrian Dodoro's seat if, if the bombers were on the lookout. Well, did you end up cutting a deal? Cut, cut a deal. I think the key to a good negotiation is everyone walks away happy. So, you know, we were, we went uh, secondhand Toyota, 14K, worked out well. But oh, she, she was happy. I was happy. Um, you know, I got it slightly below and she didn't have to worry about Because when you jump on Gumtree Giver, you get all the freaks. You get all the inquiries. Have you ever sold something on there? Never been on no. Gumtree, no. Yeah. My, That's an, it sounds like an experience, though. It is an experience. I mean, my wife has sold a couple of things on Gumtree or Facebook Marketplace and someone I don't know about just turns up at the door and I, I just say, I don't know why you're here. What are we <laughs> doing here? And uh, and then they just buy a table that we don't need. There you go. Anyway, give a, the David Beckham doco absolutely fascinated me. And it's running simultaneous to this trade period. I found it quite thought-provoking in the context of like how we do things here in Australia, if you haven't seen it, watch it. What, but what were your thoughts? So what was your first sort of impression as you watched it, Gibber? Yeah, I, I was really, really fascinated by it as well, Tom, and just the insight to, to the stories and how he was feeling and thinking through, you know, different times of, in his life and through his football journey. Mm. And um, the thing that struck me, he's he's pretty, pretty normal bloke, isn't he? A pretty mm. down to earth guy, like really confident in his ability, but without being arrogant, yeah. I thought. Um, the, the stories that, you know, he he liked nice things, so he'd get, yeah. the, get the paycheck on, on the Monday. He'd get $50,000 from, say, his Adidas deal, and yeah. then he'd go buy a $50,000 car the next day, and then he had to wait, yeah, you know, like, five days yeah. uh, till he'd get paid again. He'd get paid on the Monday. He'd spend it all on a Tuesday. You'd think that sort of stuff would go to your head a little bit, but mm. it, he sort of... From he, he come across anyway, like he, he sort of stayed level head headed yeah. through through most of it. Obviously, uh, a big family man. Mm. Um, spoke a lot about his family and, and his parents. His parents were with him, um, you know, right by his side a, a long way. How's his, his dad? His whole footy career, um, and obviously Victoria as well. Mm. He was just infatuated by her, wasn't he? He was. It's that you know when you first fall in love, and he was just doing anything to be by her side. But uh, yeah, it struck me how the British tabloids are just so ruthless and they just tore them to shreds. And a lot of it is just not real. But yeah, he got uh, taught by his dad because his dad was absolutely obsessed. And just that type of, so like Andre Agassi's father almost, where he just had him doing kick after kick after kick all the way into the night, trying to hit a dime in the goals. And um, not all players have that type of childhood, but it's a good way to uh, ensure your child, you know, makes it. <laughs> well, it is. And, and especially in, in the football, in the soccer over there, because they mm. start so young that they get scouted at, you know, six, seven oh. years of age. And yeah. the, the good ones, as you said, that have practiced a lot as a kid, left mm. foot, right foot, uh, 
they get contracts at you know 10, 11 years of age. This which, is what which blew me away. Happened to Beckham. So, um, yeah, his dad was a, a, a bit old school, wasn't he? Yeah. Just nothing was ever good w- enough. We're not walking out of the backyard until we we nail this. Yeah. Uh, and um, it, it was pretty hard on him. He sort of never seemed to play a good game nah. as a junior in his eyes. He could always be better, and uh, you know that probably instilled a lot of um, resilience, resilience. And, and mental toughness to, you know, and, and probably, and I think, as he said, mentioned in the doco, if he sort of hadn't had that upbringing mm. when dealing with some of the, the challenges later on in his footy career, he might not have been able to get through them. Yeah. The other thing that really fascinated me was that how they uh, mentor them, for some of them met from like, he was, Sir Alex Ferguson, coach of Man U, took him under his wing from age 14 or something Moves out of home, goes to live, uh, Man U, and, and Alex Ferguson brings him into the change rooms. That to me is like in Australia, you know, Ross Lyon loves a kid from Tassie. The parents fly him over age 14 and, and then um, they just get free reign on him, you know. They, is that how it works? They just pick who they want? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit different over there. They have junior academies. So yeah. it, be, it, I suppose it'd be no different to, you know, say – a sandful club that have, you know, under 13s, under 14s, under yeah. 15 development squads, but it'd be like the Adelaide Crows, Crows doing it. They get them in at, you know, under 10s and they, they go through the ranks up until right. playing league footy. So that's how yeah. it's sort of structured over there. And yep. yeah, if you're any good at a young age, you can actually earn some, 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 pretty, some pretty good dollars uh, and, you know, spend a lot of your time training and, yeah. and preparing to, to become or to make it at the top level. Yeah, well, look, the the trade or whatever you call it, the transfer when he went to Madrid was just – I'd never seen anything like that, the, the pandemonium surrounding it. This is what it was like on the show. So I said, if you want me to leave, and I don't want to leave, but if you want me to leave, I want to move to the club that I want to move to. If I'm being pushed out of Manchester United, this is where I want to go. I remember being stood in my kitchen <coughs> – phone rings Florentino comes on said David would you like to play for Real Madrid yes no problem so that fascinated me and I want to ask you up next Gibber um, what your top five or or the best sort of transfers from uh, in in soccer world particularly in the in the EFL because they paid something like 40 million Australian dollars in fees. And so what happens with that fees? Do they just use that in their back pocket to to uh, buy another player? Yeah, well, it's it's obviously a, a completely different ball game over there <laughs> when it comes to, to trading players. And then that's what surprised me about Sir Alex Ferguson and the relationship he had yeah. with, with Beckham. Because you, you mentioned he, you know, had the relationship with him from such a young age and then mm. just decided that this was a time we – we're going to sell him and sell him for a, a, a good premium, a good profit, and then proceeded not to not to talk to him yeah. after after the transfer went through. And you absolutely broke his heart. Cold, so cold, yeah, so cold. The other thing you mentioned the other day is he was probably one of the first to maximise his out of uh, soccer endorsements with brands, which is why he's like very very rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're spot on. He was the sort of the the guy to use his profile to his advantage and and sign the the big sponsor deals and the um, you know obviously we, we know about Adidas but he was mm. always in the wearing all the 
high fashion brands and yeah. uh, used his profile to uh, yeah cash in where not many players had done that before yeah. up until that point. Yeah, all around the world as well. All right, to finish up, before I get your top five or so, whether it's EPL or around the world, I want you to put this together during the break, Gibber. So you're going to have to work fast here. I just want you to have a listen to this. This is... When uh, Posh was talking about she was having their son, Cruz, who was heavily pregnant, about to give birth to Cruz, and she was in a bit of a predicament. So David comes home from training one day and I said, you know, they've told me that I can go in, you know, Monday morning and I can I can have the baby. And he said, yeah, the thing is, is that I can't do that because I've, I've got to shoot. I said, what do you mean you've got to shoot? Yeah, I've got to do a photo shoot with Jennifer Lopez and Beyonce. I was like, are you... Seriously, I'm about to burst. I'm on bed rest. Are you kidding me? You've got a damn photo shoot with Jennifer Lopez, who is gorgeous and not about to have a baby. And I remember someone showing me the front page of the newspaper, which was a gorgeous picture of David between Jennifer Lopez and Beyonce. And the headline was, what would Posh say? Let me tell you what Posh would say. Posh was pissed off. Now, just from the lens of your own relationship, Bryce, Loz is probably going to give birth in around four months. What would she say to you if we bring it into today's age? We've got Taylor Swift and Rihanna want to do a photo shoot <laughs> with you. You need to shoot out and miss the birth. How would that go down? Uh, yeah, I'd probably get told not to come home, <laughs> I think, Tom, if that was the, the decision I made. Yeah, and fair enough. <laughs> City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yes, it's a gloomy old Saturday in Adelaide, top of 19 degrees, few showers scattered all around the place. Gibber, we were just talking about the David Beckham doco and uh, whether or not if you were invited to a photo shoot with Rihanna and Taylor Swift, what, what Loz would do. Uh, because that's what happened uh, with Beckham when uh, Posh Spice was going to give birth. And um, she stayed with him. You were saying you'd get told not to come home. Yeah, I, I reckon that'd be the case. What about you? Well, I, I reckon actually I'd be allowed, my wife would encourage it, but it would get locked into the memory bank. Okay. So it could come back again later. Now, I gave you a task during the break to come up with your top five or so transfers because through the lens of the trade period, this interests me. The way they just fork out a fee and then that's it. They just pay the money and uh, and then the player goes. And I guess they use that money to invest in. Right. Well. So it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, that's just a, yeah, yeah. A, that's just a Direct separate payment. Yeah. transfer fee that the clubs get. And, and a lot of these players have them mm. in their contract. So uh, like, um, Transfer clauses. So this right. this player can't be traded unless you trigger the hundred and twenty five million. Right. Clause so in that his they contract. get looked after. Yeah. Yeah. So at that time, Beckham to Madrid got around forty million Australian, and his transfer fee was around thirty two million to uh, Man U. So uh, a few dollars there. Uh, it certainly was, but uh, in the last few years, we've seen some astronomical. Yeah. Okay. Figures when we talk about EPL or just yeah. football, the world game in general in terms of transfer. So I'm just going to read out some of the, the no, top four or five yeah. um, most expensive nothing. transfers. Yeah. You know some of these players. Yeah, okay. Um, 
Jael Felix, 137 mil. So he was from Benfica to Atletico Madrid. Uh, yeah. A lot of these guys too are really talented kids. Mm. Um, some of them go on to, to be really good players. Some of them find it a little bit hard. Um, so was he at the peak of his powers when he was nah, he traded? was young. Yeah. He was young. So right. uh, obviously he's still only quite young, but uh, ended up at Atletico Madrid. Hasn't quite gone on with it. They actually loaned him out to Chelsea, uh, which I think he's still currently at, but he'll return to Atletico Madrid next year. So they go and pay wow. 137 mil for him and then loan doesn't him. quite hit his straps and then loan him out for a year to help uh, pay Improving. his salary. Yep. So how do, does the loan system work? Do That's they... a completely another story. Okay. That's probably another okay. segment for another day. Jesus. Uh, All right. We've got Dembali, 145 yep. mil. So he went from... Uh, Borussia Dortmund in 2017 to Barcelona. So it's hard to get a read on Dembali because he's been real injury prone. So mm. 145 mil looked probably spot on and mm. looked like you could get some return on your investment there. But just with his injuries, hasn't quite hit his straps. Been there for about six years now. Still got a lot of footy left in yeah. him. Uh, Philip Coutinho, 145 mil as well. So from my Reds, Jeez. they sold him. So they only bought him for... Oh, would would have only been twenty mil, really for one hundred and forty five mil to uh, to Barcelona as well, and then he he was one that didn't go on with it. Yeah. So and uh, you're talking the transfer fee, just the transfer you? fee by itself. This is okay. not not his weekly wage yeah. that uh, he'd be getting paid. They also loaned him out yeah. as well. I think he ended up at uh, in German in the German league. Of, Righto, Euro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll get back to you about that. <laughs> um, Mbappe, you would have heard of Mbappe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've heard he's him. the second highest transfer third player wow. in, uh, in football history, $194 million. Oh, my goodness. And uh, he's obviously a superstar. Yeah. Um, they're, they're getting the return. I think they might, when his contract finishes uh, next year, I think the club will nearly would have made that back in terms of his profile, you know, shirt yeah. sales, wow. him being the, the icon of of the, the sport, really. He's, um, the, he's the poster boy. What about the type of fees he would get himself? Oh, he'd be on 350000 a week, <laughs> maybe Good more. Lord. Yep. That's just the, that's his, probably just his football contract. That's not right. without endorsements and, and sponsorships and, and all that. Okay, so I have to, I have to do the it. maths on that. That would be, yeah, in the millions yeah, each year. And the year. highest, uh, Neymar. Yep. Tom, uh, $239 million. So Whoa. that's from Barcelona to PSG. Yeah. Uh, he, oh, he has been injury prone through his career, but still gone on to have a, a pretty good career as it sits. He, he actually doesn't play for PSG anymore. He's gone over to uh, the Saudi League, which uh, right. a few of them have... We know Cristiano yep. Ronaldo's over there as well. So, uh, yeah, 239 mil, that's uh, it's not chump change. No, no, not to be sneezed at at all. Which of the leagues, like, because I'm just wrapping my head around this, there's the La Liga, which is like Real Madrid's one. La Liga's Spanish League. Spanish League. Bundesliga. Euro. Germany. Yeah. Is that uh, the Euro, that's different to the Euro League or Bundesliga? Yeah, the Bundesliga is by itself. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then there's Series A, Italian league. They're probably the the biggest ones. Obviously, the EPL. EPL. Yeah. Uh, the Scottish leagues probably a tier below those those ones that I've just rattled off. Yeah. And, and where does the American league 
set in all, yeah, all of that. Again, under, under all of two, it, yeah. under all those. Has it well. improved much since, like in the the Beckham doco, they were uh, a bunch of plebs, basically. He was a rabble, yeah. yeah. And he was probably the yeah the first guy to, to make the move over there. We've yeah. seen countless players end their career over in the States. You know, Wayne Rooney did it. We, yeah. we obviously know Messi's over there at the moment. Uh, right. Ironically, at uh, David Beckham's into yeah. Miami. So uh, he was, yeah, the sort of the guy that led the charge in. But again, yeah. he saw it as a, a, a business. Yeah, we yeah. We spoke about him using his profile and his, uh, you know, to, to endorse himself away from the game. He sort of used so, that opportunity to, to further that. That US League really set up uh, the list strategy for the Gold Coast Suns, didn't it? Because uh, they're getting all the players once they sort of pass their peak and have them through for a bit of profile. So yeah, there you go, Tom. There's yeah. uh, there's right. a couple off the off the top. I'm blown away. I'm uh, blown away, and I'm developing a passion for the world game off the back of that, Gibber. Uh, it's time to get to a break. We are here coming to you from Studio Lumo SA at Number One King William Street, and powered by Lumo. Energy SA, and we want to hear from you guys on 0427-154-166. What's your Saturday statement in amongst the trade period? Uh, what do you want to see the Crows or your side, Port Adelaide, doing? We're also live on the phones, one 736 736 And we've got a little segment coming up later called The Dig Gibber, so we've got to get stuck into someone who's uh, giving us the irrits, but we want to hear from you as well. Who's giving you the irrits? Get it off your chest on the text line, 0427 154 Six. It's nine minutes past nine. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, we're taking your calls and texts on 0427-154-166. This one for Maxton. Geelong are dreaming if they want Ollie. Well, he's under contract for another year anyway. What do you think about that one? Ollie, oh, God, what's his Lord. last Ollie, Ollie Lord. Lord. No, Lordy May. Ollie's not going anywhere. I wouldn't yeah. have thought, Tom. A lot of potential there. So this is the Cats throwing his name in the... Asava radi- conversations. Radi- negotiations. Well, they're just... They're playing hard. They're just being silly, aren't they? Silly, I, think, aren't I think they're probably happy with... What, what's the... So pick 24, pick which 24. is now 25. I reckon they'd be happy with that. They're just trying to... They should be testing the waters, seeing yeah. if you know Port bite at something. But I think they'd, they'd be pretty, and that nah, that's, that's probably overs to be honest. Yeah, well, pick twenty five in this year's draft is isn't rated as well as uh, as other years. I'll explain that a little later in the show, Bryce. How, how there's a, a dip off, and uh, Jeff here asking about what the crows. Uh, exclusive was we're going to get to that up next Bryce, because right now we want to talk about the week that was I don't care if Monday's blue Tuesday's grey and Wednesday too Thursday I don't care about you it's Friday I'm in love the week that was Oh, yeah, look, it, this one is actually dominated by Sam Newman because it's quite entertaining, Gibber. But we'll, we'll ask uh, the first topic off the start of the week. A young boy has walked up behind the Princess of Wales, uh, Kate Middleton, and she was at this inclusivity event and he's actually tickled her. Tickled her from behind. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, no, he's, and he's tickled her sort of under the armpits. Are you ticklish, Bryce? Uh, yeah, I am a little bit ticklish. Have, where? Oh, a bit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> a 
Have you seen that documentary called Tickled? No, I haven't. Oh, man. You got a thorough recommendation okay. for everyone out there. Watch Tickled. And it's about this guy who uh, <laughs> recruits boys aged in their early 20s okay. for these videos. Yeah. And all, all that happens in the videos is they're getting tickled because there's a lot, like with feathers and everything. And <laughs> there's, because there's a lot of people, there's a market for it. There's a lot of people who want to see... You've watched this documentary. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. Okay. They, there's You're a lot of people out there. starting that, to lose me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that want to see these young men get tickled. So, um, yeah, watch that, Doco. But, Bryce, the real main player in this week's week there was is Sammy Newman. Now, uh, I say this with trepidation because I can never tell whether it's real or not, but... He fell out with his old mate Don Scott on their podcast, You Cannot Be Serious is the name of it. Uh, if you haven't heard the podcast, podcast itself, it's um, don't bother. It's quite trite and poor old Sam's starting to entertain some conspiracy theories. But they're known for arguing and uh, this time it actually went too far. So, I mean, let, let's pull the curtain back a little bit here, Gibber. In entertainment, they like it when you argue because it is entertaining. You and I, we argue from time to time, but my, a lot of the time we uh, we agree on things as well. So we're just keeping it real. <laughs> we're tickling each other. Yeah, we're so tickling than, uh, each arguing. other yeah. in in various ways under the desk. Now, Don Scott quit the show <laughs> this week, and uh, I've compiled the moments for you, Gibber. Just have a listen leading up to him quitting the show and then the moment he did quit the show. And it was all about his messing around with his you know microphone and all of the recording gear. And, and Sam... Got to a point where he just couldn't take it anymore. You know, when we taped, the, we filmed the show last week, the whole filming of the show was highlighted by you fiddling around with the knob on the um, microphone, fiddling around with the arm. Yeah, I, I don't mind if you fiddle around with that, but don't fiddle around with the equipment. Do you like you're doing now? Stand by, Don. Get organised, will you? Don't Don. touch the equipment. Will you shut up, you freak? <laughs> Why are you touching those headphones? You've got oh, one set on your head oh. and you've got one oh. set in your hands. Because you bugger, take, if we had Rod Law, this wouldn't have happened. Take, that's right, you can take them off. Don't you can touch take yours off. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, did you see that? Yeah. He threw the headphones yep. off the table. They've landed on the floor. You have no respect. You're a selfish, arrogant pig. F*** you're looking at yourself. There you go, Gibber. <laughs> That's how uh, that one unfolded. Uh, they haven't t- spoken e- e- since. And uh, it's, it's not the first time someone's had a fallout with Sam Newman. Up your Sam Newman. Yes, up your Sam Newman. Now... This is the final moment. Don popped his head back in the studio the following week just to round things out uh, for the final time. Nice of you to come in. Um, Well, I owe you some money for a car, uh, so there's the money for the car. So we've settled that. Jesus. What do you make of last week, uh, Don? What do you make of last week? Well, I just got my... Could you you believe that? There you go, Gibber. What what do you make of all of that? It's quite a detailed performance. Yeah, look, I'm not 100% sure what's really going on. But I feel a little bit uh, 
dumber for listening <laughs> to that. <laughs> Fair to say, I felt incredibly <laughs> stupid after spending time making that. I was uh, by the end of, it, I was like, "What am I actually? What's the goal here?" Because my mind is is numb from it. They're basically really old. Uh, but look, it's not the first time Sam Newman's had a fallout with another person. So I've got a couple of others that came to mind here. In 2003, David Schwartz popped into Channel 9 because obviously Channel 9 was covering the football at the time. And David Schwartz had had a severe gambling problem. And Sam Newman took umbrage with him over his involvement back at Melbourne. What, what are you doing down at Melbourne since you stopped playing? You're sure you're not becoming a corrupting influence down there? Oh, I should hope, uh, certainly think not. I haven't uh, really had much time down there and uh, uh, I've actually stood away from the club a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, just focused on my own life. You become the human headline. When they're going badly, you're up them and you're getting their players to bet and they're getting into trouble betting. You're introducing people to bookmakers. Don't you have a responsibility now that you've left the club? Do you honestly believe that? Well, what is all this about then? Uh, Why is your name associated with the blokes who owe hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars? Why don't you let them concentrate on football? I have been. I I, I introduced them to uh, this bookmaker some 12 months ago. Why did you? Well, because they prefer to bet with a bookmaker than bet on the TOB. Is that a fair enough reason they prefer to bet with a bookmaker? (laughs) You just feel it's... He's just stirring the pot. Yeah. just Absolutely, like, yeah. I think, that, I think, I think he's just a, he's just an actor, isn't he? Yeah, it's a bra- that's his when brand. It, when it comes, when it's all said and done. Yep. Well, this one, if he's an actor, this one would be his best performance. So this is Sam ringing into Rex Hunt's show. I forget what year it is, and if you guys actually, because we've got reliable listeners, Bryce. Uh, if you guys could let us know on 0427 154 166 what this was actually about. Uh, we will be greatly appreciative because I, I've got no idea what this is about. We might have, we might have lost a few listeners after this segment, Tom. So <laughs> not, not sh- I reckon the text machine might go a bit quiet for the next uh, half an hour. We're possibly about to lose a little bit more, but Sam Newman ringing into Rex Hunt. This is possibly his best acting or a legitimate fallout. Let us know. Are these conversations that you and... Yes or no, Rex? You said things that are patently a lie, a fraud, you're dishonest and you're two-faced and if you'd when, like when me have to I tell, ex- If you would like me to go on with this, Rex, you consider see? it, please, because I've got a feeling your career and your reputation are right on the line as we speak because if you let me go on with this, you will know exactly what I'm saying is right. Is it about relevant to the discussion, Sam? What you think of the people at Channel 7, about what you think of the people at Channel 9 and how you've grafted and manipulated your way to be resurrected again. <laughs> did you ring me up and say what Naomi Robson did to me was disgraceful and Ian Johnson was behind it? See, you are a pitiful individual. <laughs> you are. You're a pitiful individual and did this he is say typical. Did you back at seven while you had a hole in your bum, Rex? And did you grovel and say he's a guru and he's a great man? You don't like him because he gave you the ass and he wouldn't piss on you, Rex. And... Anyway, we'll, we'll stop that one right there, Bryce. Do you feel any smarter after listening to that? Um, I reckon we need to go to a break time <laughs> and straighten right up here. <laughs> 
Uh, hopefully, I haven't wasted your time. But seriously, on O four two, obviously they have good friends now, Rex and Sam, because uh, Rex's health is declined, and Sammy's uh, looking after him a bit. But O four two seven one five four one double six. What was that fallout between them supposedly about? Because I do actually want to know. It's uh, twenty four minutes past nine. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, good to be with you. It's a top of 19 degrees today, currently 14 degrees, so a bit of a chilly day in Adelaide. Showers scattered around, but excuse me, uh, the trade period is really heating up and Port seemed to be at an impasse with the Cats over the Asava Radagalia trade, Gibber, and the Cats are asking for Ollie Lord, which has been flatly rejected by Port Adelaide. But Josh Gablich uh, spoke about that yesterday, and here's his thoughts around the Ollie Lord stuff. Yeah, the interest was there, Sarah. Obviously, there's a, not a lot going on right now with the Asava Radagalia situation. It's taken a bit of time. It might take all the way to the deadline to get this one done. A little bit like Ollie Henry Last year, a very slow one in the end. But Ollie Lord, he won't be going anywhere this trade period. Contracted, of course, for next year at Port Adelaide. Had a great season in the end. He made his debut in round six and played 13 games. Kicked four goals in that qualifying final loss to Brisbane and really put his name in lights. He's got a lot of admirers around the competition. And he did attract a fair bit of interest after that qualifying final performance. Key forwards are hard to find. And Geelong are preparing for... Life after Tom Hawkins, which will be at the end of next year. That deal will get done in the not-too-distant future, maybe as soon as this weekend or next week. And Jeremy Cameron's north of 30. So they are preparing for life after those two. But Ollie Lord's not going anywhere. Meaningful conversations haven't started just yet in terms of a extension. But Port are pretty hopeful to keep him because they see him as that long-term future once Charlie Dixon does retire. Yeah, so uh, do you see that deal getting done then? Because it goes back to pick 25 that's on the table for Geelong. It feels like they're just uh, playing tough and then it's going to be one of those ones in the last 10 minutes gets over the line. It might, it might happen before the last 10 minutes, but I think they'd be pretty happy with 25. And it's, why not ask the question in these yeah. negotiations? Throw, throw something out there, mm. see what happens. Port actually might have been... Who knows? And you don't you don't yeah. know until you ask the question, right? So, Absolutely. Uh, they might even be trying to. Wouldn't be surprised if uh, there's like a future fourth and future third. Oh you know, yeah, just the to, old future fourth. To yeah. say, oh, we got that little bit extra yeah. out of them. Do you know what I mean, Tom? So yeah. I think I think twenty five is probably about right. It's probably a little bit in favour of Geelong, if really, in, in yeah, my, in my opinion. So yeah, they're probably just trying to squeeze it. A, a little bit more, and I, I dare say that'll get done. Yeah, yeah. Probably a reflection on how Geelong treated Asava. I mean, he didn't even play most uh, a fair few games this year. He was down, good down back for a little while, but then he was in and out of the side with selection and injury. Uh, Josh Gablich also spoke about the latest on Jordan Sweet, trying to get to the power, but it looks like Jordan Sweet's sort of at the back of the queue with uh, their priorities. The Jordan Sweet one's going to take a little bit more time, I believe. I think he's the third priority for the Port Adelaide Football Club at the moment. Asava Radagalia's reached a bit of an impasse, Hasn't as we adjust. know. Yeah. Brandon Zerk Thatcher, it's always complicated if you want to do a player straight swap. Jordan Sweet is a clear priority for them because it's looking less and less likely that they'll get Ivan Soldo. Richmond have a contract. He's contracted at Richmond. Richmond want to keep him. Still a fair bit to play out 
there, but Jordan Sweet's a clear priority given the tra- the ruck issues they had this year. We've already seen some changes in their ruck department. Do you know the Western Bulldogs just inquired again whether he'd be open to re-signing and turning his back on that request, but Jordan Sweet is the best possible backup. He probably deserves to be a number one ruckman, a bit like Lloyd Meek last year, but it doesn't always translate from state league football to senior football. So we wait and see. But after just 11 games in five years, I think he's ready to be a number one. So I look forward to seeing what he does next year at AFL level. Do you know much about Jordan Sweet? No, not a lot, but I, I tend to agree with Josh. I think he'd be a great get for Port Adelaide. Uh, you know, 200 centimetre, 25 years. So he's he's coming into to the peak of his powers. Mm. Just needs a bit more opportunity. There's no way he's going to get a run over Tim English. So... Obviously, Scotty Lysette slowing down. Mm. Um, he's towards the end of his career. I think he'd be a good fit for Port Adelaide. Yeah, absolutely. They could make him number one ruck. Uh, Gibber, we got to get to the news right now. It's currently 31 minutes past nine. We've got to get to your texts up next. There's a few trickling through. And a segment that we like to call The Dig. We would love to hear from you on 0427 154 166. What's giving you the irrits this Saturday? It could be in relation to the trade period or anything else you like. It's 32 minutes past nine. Let's get to the news. Yes, we're on the cusp of doing the sports wrap, just welcoming producer Jason to the studio. But Gibber, we've got a few texts coming through here. Uh, about my segment on Sam Newman. <laughs> yeah, you're getting some uh, interesting feedback, Tom. Uh, <laughs> hey, lads, listen to you guys during my Saturday morning workout as per usual. That whole patch of chat, not sure if my performance went up or down, tickling Sam Newman, not sure how I'm feeling, Dave from Campbelltown. Yes. Well, Dave, yeah. We're I, working on it. I, uh, I'll continue to give Tom the feedback because I tend to agree with you. I'm not sure how I'm feeling <laughs> About that uh, as well, but uh, that's okay. Well, we'll uh, I'll, I'll interject here, boys. Yeah. So I know you haven't even introduced me yet, but yeah. I'm sitting in the producer's booth listening to that, and you almost heard Mexican music. Uh, <laughs> it was getting very close to the plug being pulled on that one. Look, I, I'm going to put my hand up and say it wasn't my best work, and we'll just pull the curtain back a little bit here. After that break, Gibber threw his hands up and just said, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> Don't bother looking for it on the podcast. Yeah, I'm not sure that'll make the podcast. Yeah, but cut you later. might have to just cut that one, Jace. This one here is very simple text. We're talking about Asava radically. Asava played two VFL games this year, so maybe that's a correction on me as well. Alluding to uh, that, he played majority of the year. Majority of the in year the, uh, in, in the, the back line for the Geelong Football Club. Tom. Okay, I think he was injured though as well, so I'm going to have to have a look at that. But yeah. <laughs> Okay, Jace has wandered into the studio with his sports wrap. Jace, what's going on around the world? A lot. Uh, there's so much sport going on, gentlemen. Uh, let's start <laughs> at Wembley Stadium where the Socceroos, they punched well above their weight again, but unfortunately went down 1-0 to the English side. Now, playing England right. in England in front of 81,000 absolute screaming drunk unhumorous, mongrel poms oh my God. and going down 1-0 in a game that they should dominate, uh, I think it's a pretty good effort, wouldn't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And just the experience for some of those guys, as you said, to play at Wembley against England, like it... That might Just be, that might be nearly note. the pinnacle for, for some of those players. That's as nearly as good as it gets. Yeah. I yeah. would love to beat – I mean, everyone would – to beat England one day at the World Game could be the pinnacle for us as a country. But those – the fans in England, are they not right? Like, 
the way that they turn on people and um, just, you know, going back to the Beckham documentary, the way they just despised him for that that red card. Are they okay over there? They're mad. Yeah. They're, they're dead set mad. Okay. 81,116 in the house, about 75,000 Sam Newman. So, um, yeah, they've got some issues over there, some of their <laughs> football supporters. Have you got any more soccer or world game news or is that it? Uh, I've got something I just want to say. No, we, we, we'll go through a little bit more with you later because cool. I know you've got uh, your, your hat in the ring in this area, but I wanted to bring that up. I um, mm. also wanted to talk Ange Postacoglu at the moment. Again, we'll he's to, he's just the gift that keeps giving. Well, Ange. and Gibby can expand on this a little bit more, um, perhaps in, in our world game. I mean, I think we'll do a world game update regularly on this program yeah. now because it's such a big thing. We're all following Ange. We're all following the Premier League. We've got lots going on. I think it's been confirmed where Euro um, and the World Cup's going to be in 2034. So there's so much going on at the moment. We had the international break. But uh, Ange Postacoglu, how about this? And I don't know if this is where you were going with it, Gibber, but he's manager of the month for the second month in a row. Is that right? That is correct. Uh, and he's the first manager to do that ever. It's amazing. Uh, starting right. off in the Premier League. so uh, I think he's only the second to do it ever. ever. Right. And, her, and the first, you would know pretty well. Yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Klopp was the, the man who did it. Uh, the Liverpool manager, but he's the, certainly, the, the, as Bryce correctly pointed out, the first man who's done it in his first two months in the job. Yeah. So the world is in love with Ange Postacoglu. They and certainly are. The Socceroos would have got done 7-0 had Ange not popped into camp. Did you yeah. see the footage of that, boys? Yes, I saw the footage and it was very jovial. He just popped into the Socceroos camp like the doyen he is alongside Aussie mm. uh, Goose. Yep. So who's the bigger icon in, in Australian football now? Here's a question for mm. everyone. Is it uh, Goose Hinnick, who took us to the World Cup in 06 and we still say is the, the godfather of Australian football mm. today, got us back up there? Or is it now Ange Postacoglu, Bryce? Has to be Ange yeah. Postacoglu. Right now yeah. it's Ange. Like, yeah. He's got... Tottenham sitting top of the They're ladder, flying. heading into the, the international break. Like, He's flying. Uh, is there anything he can't win? It's, well, it's it, unbelievable. It's, it's actually his, his emotional rec- depth. His rec- and his record, not only with Tottenham, but what he did with Celtic and what he did with the Australian team through all the Asian Cups and, mm. and things. Like His record is absolutely phenomenal. He, he gets the best out of his players wherever he goes. So if if you, you're Ange and you're flying along, let's 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 say... Is this the pinnacle for Ange? I guess is a question I want to ask you, Bryce. Is mm. is this as high as it gets for Ange, or can you see him now being headhunted by a Manchester City, a Manchester United, uh, some like the top echelon clubs in Europe? Are they going to be looking at him now? It, it's still early days. Mm. There's no doubt about that, and, he, and he'll want to continue to to do great things with Tottenham. That there's no doubt about that. But if he continues the way he's going in in his short um, Premier League, you know, coaching in the Premier League for the first time, the sky's the limit. He'll end up Sir Ange Postacoglu. He could be. He could end up anywhere. His emotional, I love his emotional depth. I've only really uh, had Ange come into my feed and stratosphere in the last six months, but that's what I'm getting from the English is they're loving his just wry Australian humour and his depth when he speaks about people. And, you know, there was that clip where he's talking about life in general and how everyone's got problems. He summed it up really well. My favourite of the week was the Henry Winkler stuff. If you haven't seen that, uh, check it no. out on Twitter or X or whatever it is. So uh, he was a huge Happy Days fan and some Juno in the, the crowd thought they'd be smart and 
ask him what life is like as uh, Tottenham boss at the moment and played the Happy Days theme. Yeah. Uh, Henry Winkler retweeted it oh, and really? then told him he'd sign a bloody poster for him. <laughs> That's how well Andrew's yes. going right now. He can't do a thing wrong. He can't do anything wrong. Kane Williamson, let's move on. He can't do okay. much wrong either. Uh, he came back from a long-term injury in the ICC World Cup last night. We're going rubbish at the World Cup, yeah, Australia. Disappointing, isn't it? Mm. But the Kiwis are going magnificently. They beat Bangladesh by eight wickets last night and did it on the bit. Now, Bangladesh, not a world cricketing power, but in Asian conditions or subcontinental conditions, they're a handful, uh, and the Kiwis made them look second-rate. Uh, Williamson scored, I think it was 78 off of 107 balls, but... I noticed he was retired hurt. Now, I'm not exactly sure why. I know he's coming back off a serious knee injury. I'm not sure what the deal was there, and I haven't been able to find out too much info, but they got them three down anyway, and they're flying. So how good is that? Uh, The Kiwis, Mm. if we're not going to win it, I hope the Kiwis do after the last World Cup where they were robbed, absolutely robbed by that stupid rule where the ball hit Ben Stokes' bat and went for four. Yeah, seeing a lot of uh, hate coming from the Poms or... Stamping on the Australian the grave uh, over our World Cup performance, which yep. is fair enough. Uh, while we're on cricket, five sports, including cricket, uh, and, and this one is bizarre, flag football uh, will be included at the 2028 Olympics. Flag football. Flag football. What is that? Who's going to win that? That's, that's like a touch footy, but oh. like a gridiron thing, I think. It's, I need to find out more information. Well, it sounds like uh, a novelty sport. Yeah, it's, uh, but they, uh, uh, cricket will join lacrosse, <laughs> squash, and baseball and softball and being put added your, back to the Olympics. Bizarre stuff. Put your hand up for it, Tom. Yeah, yeah get around it. Well, I'm, an, I'm considered a novelty man. <laughs> because uh, any, I'm not taking seriously by any women whatsoever that he's a novelty man. A couple of quick ones to finish off with, and then I'm going <laughs> to circle back to the Everest boys, which yep, is okay. uh, big news I for like racing it. fans. Uh, Australia's Mark Leishman carted a bogey-free five under 65 in the first round of Live Golf's Invitational at Jeddah in Saudi Arabia. Mm. This is the season-ending tournament there. And uh, just a cool $25 million US up for grabs for the winner. <whistles> That's a nice little That's payday. A, yeah, the very nice. nice little Christmas bonus, yeah. if you can That's, get that. Uh, they, good money in golf. Yes, there is. Uh, AFL's Indigenous round is underway. The Crows had a win last night. AFLW? Yes, that's right, yep. AFLW, 9-5-59-2-5-17. A um, couple of knee injuries in this game, which yeah. is horrible. Um, but uh, Anne Hatchard, Ebony Marinoff, they start for the Crows again. And uh, Eloise Jones, there's one mark in this game. Yeah. If you want to know where AFLW is heading, watch the mark from Eloise Jones that uh, she takes over the top of her Western Bulldogs yeah, opponent. I saw this. Who's running back with the flight and yeah. cops a knee to the jaw and then whiplashed head on the ground. Yeah. A more courageous act I've not seen on a football field. Yeah. From it, both girls. It was actually quite incredible. You wouldn't have seen that in the first couple of seasons, but she she got aerial, didn't yes, she? Yes, Bryce. Seven wins from seven games. Seven yeah. crows seven, yeah. just uh, sitting at top of the table quite pretty. Yeah, coasting along. They've got Brisbane next week who they've uh, developed quite a little – Rivalry with so, uh, and had to but beat, it looks like uh, they got their measure against Melbourne. They had to beat uh, the umpires and yeah. the commentators <laughs> uh, last week. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind throwing stuff like this out. You guys are the experts, you can cover, yeah. cover all of that. Yeah, uh, South Sydney expert uh, legend, yes, expert, expert legend. He was an expert, but he's a legend. Nathan Merritt. Now, this was really scary stuff. Um, he's been in a coma, he was found unresponsive. 
um, oh, after man. playing in the Corey knockout competition. So he's retired now from professional footy. Right. But South, South Sydney supporters, and I'm one of them, would know who he is. Um, it's believed he had an adverse reaction, not an overdose. He didn't overdose on prescription painkillers. He had an adverse reaction right. to them. So and you can get that. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, it, it, it put him in a bad way. But thankfully, he's awake from his coma, and we're all grateful for that and hopefully on the road to recovery soon. And I wanted to talk about the Everest. Um, yep. We've got Racing Carnival for spring, of course. The Melbourne-based Spring Racing Carnival has been top of the pops forever, forever in a day. Sydney is now starting to rival it, and mm. it's all based around the Everest. The Gay Waterhouse and Andrew Bolt Stable is set to have a big impact on the Everest. Uh, they haven't so far. They've only had two runners in the history, but they've got two running in this one, Hawaii Five O and the uh, imported alcohol-free. Now, I'm not sure no. the Everest event is well, alcohol-free, but wouldn't be. the winner could very well be. So Alca- yes. keep an eye on those two. Uh, Waterhouse is said to have really put the pencil around this, and mm. they are really trying to rival now Melbourne's Spring Carnival. Yeah. And experts in the industry seem to think that it's a bit of a split because you've got the Caulfield Guineas in Melbourne mm. um, and you've got the Everest. And what's the most prestigious? Well, the one with the greater purse for mine, and yes. the one with the greater purse at the moment is the Everest. So well, that's all i got for you, boys. Very comprehensive, as always, Producer Jace. I'm sure SEN Track will be right across that as well throughout the day. Gibber, have you ever tried an alcohol-free beer? No. No, neither have I. I don't see the no. purpose because the point of drinking beer is to escape. <laughs> <laughs> to hide away from your demons. That's right. You push them back down. It's uh, <laughs> 9, uh, 48. of course. Yes, very responsibly, of course. Uh, 9.48. We're going to get to a quick break. We're coming to you from Studio Lumo and, of course, taking all your texts on 0427-154-166. A lot of trade intel and stuff to work our way through as well coming up very soon. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wildpeak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. It's a top of 19 degrees in Adelaide, a few scattered showers around. Bryce Gibbs joins me this morning and he has been absolutely mind-numbed since we spoke about that Sam Newman stuff. But he's finally come out of that, just a bit of a glaze over his eyes, almost comatose. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That's all good. We've got it, things hey, to work on. Yeah, but it's all right. You had yep. a crack. And yeah. Sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss. and I think, that, you know, when there's an element of doubt... I was doing it yesterday and an element of doubt crept in and I thought, what am I actually doing with this? Where's it going? And then, right. But then you go, no, you got to commit. you got to commit to what we're doing. And a bit of feedback. That's yeah. what we've always asked on this show. Yes. Give us your thoughts. Let us know. And very and honest. It's all about getting better. Yes. This one from Brett in relation to that. Morning Boys, Sam Newman's idiocy is old and well-known news in Australian media history. Yes, well, that's what we were saying is, yes, we understand it's all performance, but I still found it interesting. Gibber, it's time for this. You give me possession and I'll shut up! Particularly with a pathetic effort from Pittman in Ruck, I mean... Alan Scott, you're wrong! It was the most disgraceful display I've ever seen from a big fella. If I see one bloke walk out of here, getting a pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up! Bloody weak as piss. <laughs> you forget about a couple. That Terry Wallace one um, was iconic. 
I'll spew up. Hey, this is called The Dig, and it's for the View uh, view the Range at Sherlock, lastlonger.com.au. Now, this is where we dig into someone or something that's uh, giving us the ear at Spryce. I'll let you take it away first. Sure. I've got two, actually. Okay, good. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was sport-related or not. So no, anything. I'm going to give you a, uh, a sport-related dig and a non Sport related dig, yep. and I'll go the non sport related dig first. Yes, because it happened to me twice this right. morning, Tom. Not once, but twice. twice. Okay, so I hate and it <laughs> irritates me yeah. so much when you're driving and say there's two parked cars on either side of the road, and yeah. you know someone has to give way so the other one to let mm. them through. And if you stop and let someone through, and they don't give you the little the little wave of acknowledgement saying yeah. the thank you when they just head down straight through. Not even acknowledge it one bit. Yeah. Okay. So that digs they, me. that yeah that digs me as well because it's, it's it's widely known that the acknowledgement needs to be given. Otherwise, they're clearly unbalanced. So to the pea plater, young fella oh, that, that didn't do it, and yeah. the middle-aged woman that did it about a block up. Yeah. Shame on you. Absolute shame. Pea platers don't know a lot. Irks me so much. Say, and my sports-related dig, Tom. Yeah. It is to the National Cricket Selectors. Okay, tell me why. In the World Cup. Yeah. Currently going at the moment. Our best spinner, Nathan Lyon. Yes. Recovered from a knee injury. Wanted to play in the squad, in the tournament. Not selected. Something going on there because Lyon has the craft to do it and we're lacking in that area. I'm flabbergasted by the, the decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Not they're definitely missing something there. And they're copping their rights worth at the moment. Yep, yep, no, they are. disappointing to see. Very uh, pitiful performance last night, or the night before, was it? Anyway, uh, moving on. Okay, my dig, Gibber, it's a simple one. It's to the Geelong Football Club. What the hell are you doing? Like, pick 25 is all you're going to get for Asava Radagalia. You may as well move on it now so that you've got the benefit of time to get other things done in the trade period. I don't know what they're trying to achieve here by uh, push it, pushing it to an impasse into the final minutes of the trade period. So that's my first one, Gibber, on Geelong. And I've been inspired by you just as you were talking about things outside of sport. My other one, and I've been hearing it a lot lately, really gets on my nerve, is people talking about their dogs and saying he thinks he's human. What we know is everybody is saying this. We project onto our dogs human personalities. No dog thinks they're human. They're just a dog going about the world. They th- they're thinking food. They're thinking um, marking territory and, and chasing the ball. Scratch no, my belly. Yeah, there's, that no dog has ever thought, you know what, I reckon I'm a human. Uh, but everybody's saying it, Bryce. There you go. There you go. Grind Every- your gears. Yeah, that really grinds my now, gears. Now, Jace, just what? Jace, <laughs> is this a segment we're going to be doing going forward each and every week? Cool, because I've got a, I've just thought of a couple more, and okay. I'm starting to get really fired <laughs> up. Right. So I might save them for next week. Yeah, I won't, yeah. I won't Give me. Announce them all could, right now. could you give me just one gibber just going into the break? You want another one? I want another one. Do you know what really <laughs> gives me the shits? Is <laughs> people on Instagram, right? You yeah. know when they they post a photo, yes, like, a, like a, on there, <laughs> and then. They share the same photo on their story. Yes. You don't need to why? post the same thing twice. You will see it once. You don't need to be reminded to go and look they... at the picture that they've already posted. But 
I, I actually have to differ with you here. No. Aren't they trying to bypass the algorithm? Because the algorithm may not show you that photo from their Mate, feed. I don't care about your algorithm. <laughs> just if you're going to post a photo, just post uh, it once. I, I, don't, I don't need to be reminded of it 30 seconds after yeah, I've already yeah. seen it. I guess it's a waste of your time in, in, in the stories section. But I, I disagree because people don't see my posts on Instagram. The, uh, the <laughs> it's algorithm it's has, all about the clicks, is it? Yeah, all about the numbers. No, no, but the algorithm has shunted me. So I, I sometimes have to share within my story because I'm like, is well, anybody you know seeing this? I don't, I don't like it. So yeah, okay. Don't do it. All right, let us know your thoughts on that one. 0427-154-166. We're going to get to the news, Gibber, and then we're talking all things trade and a little exclusive about the Adelaide Crows. It's 9.59. City discount tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, a lot of club manager uh, list managers up to mischievous things over the weekend. Apparently, Gibber, the calls uh, non-stop. It's just like day, night, 24-hour cycle. You'd be fascinated by this. Well, I know they're calling the show this morning. Yes, it's non-stop, but we can't take them because we've got more important things to do. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about the you know player managers yeah. and, and the club uh, list managers all, all across the weekend. This is where they try and grind out those deals, get things done. And I know you love it because you were listening to Trade Radio all week. Have I been? You tell me. No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. No. I, no. Uh, no. Gibber, we do need to talk about it though. There have been a lot of revelations through yep. the week. And uh, I know you love these one, pick swaps. So Adelaide yep. have attained pick 14 from Gold Coast after they got that one from Melbourne. So now they've got 10 and 14. They've offered 14 and McAdam for Harrison Petty, along with that 800K contract, which was rejected by Melbourne. And they're simply just going to hold him to their contracts. So... I mean, it's a massive, massive market for a guy like Harrison Petty. It is. And, and sometimes it, it comes down to being in the right place mm. at the right time. We've seen, well, history has shown uh, players getting uh, really good contracts when they're yeah. in demand. Uh, a few years ago, you think of one that comes off the top of my head, um, Port Adelaide. What's his name? Aaliyah? Nope. Went to uh, North <laughs> Melbourne. Polak, Jared Polak. Oh, Polak, yeah, that was uh, awful. Yeah, the wingman, bit yeah. of speed. Uh, he was in, in demand from a few clubs and gets a, an $800,000 contract yeah. and finds himself um, out of the... Wasn't uh, that a disaster? Yeah, so yeah, I mean, th that's yeah. certainly what happens. But key position players obviously don't grow on trees and, and are in demand. But when uh, I did hear that uh, Harrison Petty, the Crows were, were really keen and we're looking to front end his contract and potentially mm. being on a million dollars next year, Tom, I, I nearly uh, drove off the road. I was uh, in shock, but um, yeah, it's a big one, but uh, I can, I can see Adelaide's view is that he's 23 years old and he could actually be a very good key defender in the years to come from now. So, and you see Melbourne also value him because they're, they're short on key players they're just not playing him where he apparently wants you, to play. You could see him being the highest paid player at the Crows in the next five years if he was to come. Is he – would he be? He would be, yeah, on a million dollars a year. Well, say it averages out to 800, though. Well, so well, that would be – Rankin would be Rankin, in that sort, of, that sort of mould. Stratosphere, Dawson would be close, would he? Dawson Dors might have to take a pay cut to get Harrison in. <laughs> yeah. Well, structurally, I don't like it as a list management structure. They, they, they do need to prioritise their key backs. Key backs. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. And with the, the Clayton Oliver 
situation mm. that we thought might have played out uh, last week or, or earlier in the week, I think that was the wrong decision to go after a midfielder like that. I would have still prioritised yeah. key defence. The key back. And uh, we disagreed on that because I would have loved to get Clayton Oliver over to the Crows because he, he's a slight point of difference in my eyes, not in yours, Gibber. Uh, I can report, Gibber, from people I've spoken to, uh, the Crows have finally grown a pair. They're looking to do a, a pick slide with GWS sort of number. The Crows have pick 10, GWS have pick seven. Now there's a thing going on in this year's draft where basically there are the nine top echelon players in the draft. Two of those are being taken by the Suns with their bids. So that leaves seven left. So every club is clamoring to get to that top seven picks. Uh, GWS don't want to give up Lek Aaliyah. For Himmelberg, uh, do you remember Lekalier when he was in the Sandfall or yeah, not? Yeah, did. He yeah. played for Central Districts. I yeah. think it was, and yeah, he had a pretty good year. He was uh, my first year back in the Sandfall. He was he was playing, and uh, yeah, had a had a great season at Central. Yeah, Pat. yeah. So Nick Haynes is going to stay, but Adelaide looking to try and wrangle uh, up the draft order with GW, GWS around that Himmelberg deal. Um, also, still, they need to get back up for Himmelberg, Gibber. The Macadam one, that's at a stalemate. Melbourne offered a future second rounder, which probably sounds about right to you, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, no, I think I think that's oh, – sorry, just, I'm just trying to think yeah. as we go, Tom. But, yeah, I, I think that's that's yeah. fair. Late, late 20s would have yeah. been my, my guess. Yeah, it'll probably – it'll be tied to Melbourne, so probably be in the 30s. But uh, Crows are adamant on getting a player still. So I think actually if you're Adelaide, if I was Adelaide, if they're that adamant on getting a player, I, I would let Shane – and if they can't, I would just let Shane McAdam walk because the value of what they're going to get for him anyway isn't – you know, it isn't much. He, I mean, he, he does – well, they're saying when he's fit and firing, he's in their best – 22. Yeah, I, I I tend to not agree with that. I think they've got enough pressure forwards with obviously mm. Rankin and Rochelle coming in. Um, yeah, Hedler's been been playing down there as well. He does. He can show a bit of X, X factor and and, yeah. and jump and take some some high marks and and hit the scoreboard. But I think I think with what they've got on their list, I think they can cover him quite easily. Yeah, absolutely, and, and particularly Lockie Golland, who's a really nice grab, a similar or well, one ninety centimeter height, so that hybrid type, third or fourth tall forward. Yep. So yeah, they've definitely got him covered. They should just uh, put their foot down and see what happens. While we're on the Crows too, yes. Tom Duday obviously yep. got the Crows got pick nineteen as compensation as yep. a Crows man. Are you happy with that? That's about absolutely. Right. Well, well the, so they've done well out of that. The, apparently so. Well, they've done well in that. Uh, the compensation has been inflated because they're basing it around, and you'll love this, Gibber. They're basing it around the CBA and numbers of this year, but the CBA agreement has obviously gone up for next year and beyond, and it'll probably go up, uh, I'm hearing, around 38% over the duration of four or five years or something like that. So players are getting more money, but they're basing the compensation on this year. So, yeah, pick 19 for Tom Duday is quite nice, and Adelaide are going to do something with that. Hey, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Sam McClure. So adamant every week that Harley Reid, who's touted to be the number one pick, uh, does not want to go to West Coast. Uh, he's jumped on Perth Radio during the week and said a couple of things. This is one of them uh, rebutting that. I've I've spoke about it like I've I've never like I've never even 
even said it to anyone that I've never wanted to go at all. Like I've just always, like I haven't even spoke about like with family in the last couple, last couple of weeks I've actually had that conversation and like, mate, I'm open. Hmm. They, they take me at one. I'll be going a heartbeat. Like, yep. yeah, like I'd happily, happily go. And yeah. There was another one where he said, I would love to live in Perth. I think Perth's got so much to offer. So do you think that just puts that to bed, Bryce? Well, I, th- I think it does. It is, mm. You can't. It's crystal clear in yeah. my eyes. Whether he, whether he wants to be there long term, say I'm talking going to Perth and being in Perth yeah. longer term, we, we don't know. But it sounds like if West Coast have pick one and they pick him, he will be happy to go there. Yeah. And so he should. You nominate for the draft. You put your, your hat in the ring you, to say that I will go whoever – wherever who and whoever yeah. gives me the opportunity to play at the highest level. And yeah, you should go and give it yeah. your absolute all. Yeah. I, I don't like the uh, slight manipulation that some of the top draftees are started starting to kind of dictate a little bit where they might go by saying, if you, if you pick me, I'm just going to head out the door straight afterwards. I know uh, Archie Perkins did that with all the interstate clubs and I hate that because it, it sort of compromises the draft. So sticking with the draft now, North Melbourne uh, are chasing West Coast's pick one for obviously uh, Harley Reid uh, they're looking at. They've offered a bunch of crap, though, basically picks 15, 18, 17, all really late first rounders, which, I mean, if you're West Coast, it's that's such a waste of their time. Yeah, the only way you'd, you'd look at it is if you do something similar to North Melbourne with the, the Jason mm. Horn Francis, try and get you know, two, three, four, those sort of picks yeah. in if you're giving up your first round pick. Yeah. And obviously the the prized pick and if you're going to give it up, you, you should be receiving some, some pretty good picks in return. And, yeah, a bunch yeah. of late first round picks. I don't think it's going to cut, cut it. it for mine. Because the, the talent is all in that top sort of seven to ten at, at the very top. So West Coast won't consider that unless pick two is involved and that assures them of this – player from WA, his name's Daniel Curtin, and he's 195 centimetre key position, key back mainly, and then uh, another pick inside the top eight, and then they then West Coast would listen. But um, otherwise, it's a waste of time. The Bombers, Kibber, they've been quite busy. They've had McKay. They've gotten Gresham yesterday, just at the, the death bell of the free agency period, and they are paying Gresham 700K to ignite that start of second round pick for St. Kilda. So they were happy to let him go to the Saints. And obviously they're working on the Dersma deal with Port Adelaide around. around that should get done around Brandon Zirk Thatcher. But do you think those pr- three players, Gibber, Gresham, McKay and Dersma, can have an Im- immediate impact at the Bombers? No doubt. No, no doubt, doubt. And yeah. I, I actually quite like what they're doing here. Mm. And we saw them jump significantly this year, under yeah. Brad Scott, he's. Uh, I, I think he's done extremely well mm. after only having a year at the helm. And to add guys like Gresham, McKay, Dersma, Gresham's twenty five, Ben McKay's twenty five, Dersma's twenty three. So from an age profile, yeah, perfect. In the next five to six years, have got their best footy ahead of them. 
Uh, Gresham's 136 games, 136 goals. So we, we all know yeah. what he's capable of. And he's played some unbelievable games mm. for St Kilda. Been a little bit inconsistent at times, but that's what he might need yeah. at this stage of his career, a, a fresh fresh environment, fresh mm. uh, fresh outlook. Uh, might have a new role. Um, a little bit more midfield time, I, do you I think? I would have thought so. I would have yeah. thought so. He's got a bit of speed, Gresham. So he's a slight point of difference. He does. Mid-forward. Ford mid that uh, can hit the scoreboard. Yeah, uh, Ben Mackay, seventy-one games. So obviously he's had a lot yeah. of injury worries, uh, but he he's your staple fullback for, mm. for the next you know eight years really. If he, if he yep. can get his body right, uh, and Dersma, we've shown we've seen his glimpses, and and he's he's was probably underperformed a little bit yes. in his career to date. He, he was in the, you know, the Zach Butters, Connor Rosie. He was sort of t- with, with those guys, he was going to be the next one to, to take his footy to the next level. We, mm. We've seen some really good signs. He is through his 73 games, kicked 33 goals as well. So he has been able to hit the scoreboard, whether that's at half forward or on the wing. But I just think those three players coming into a, what will be a second year under Brad Scott, that, that footy club, mm. I, I think, they can they can certainly only help, and they'll. Uh, I think they fit into that mix yep. really well. Yeah, I actually agree with you there. And and the best thing for Essendon is they're getting them for well, two of them for nothing through through free agency. So they're definitely going to improve Essendon, and the, and they could be definitely considered for finals next year. Is there anything that caught your eye, Gibber, from your list, or shall we move on? Uh, so the the other the other one that did surprise me was the Taylor Adams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, request trade. And he rang them early that yeah. week. He In grand final week, he rang Sydney and apparently rang uh, – Sydney weren't the only ones. So something uh, struck there for him. So whether – I mean, you, you wouldn't think it would be for not getting picked for the grand final, obviously under an mm. injury cloud leading into it. But obviously a big call. He would have been absolutely devastated to, to miss. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But would he have – that being the catalyst yeah. to him picking up the phone, you, you wouldn't think so. It might be. You wouldn't think so. Yeah. One thing he wasn't happy about is he wanted his fitness test to happen yep. late in the week yeah, and they him, made him do it early. They ruled him out on Wednesday. That, that's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can be you can be pissed off about that. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Whether he wanted to spend more midfield, uh, spend more time yeah. in midfield, them getting Tom Mitchell in. He's yeah. that inside centre square mid. Can't really play any other position. So he probably robbed him of some minutes through being just a pure centre bounce mid, mm. and obviously uh, really good mates with Brody Grundy, who obviously we know has made the move to Sydney as well. So no doubt they would have chatted at some stage and been like, "Well, if you're going to go, let's do I'm it. Happy to, happy to come with you." So that was just the only other surprise how yeah. that all unfolded, but. Certainly uh, a great get for the Sydney Swans. Yeah, love that from Sydney. They're, they're midfield now with uh, Errol Goulden and Taylor Adams doing some of that m- more inside work. And they've obviously promised him a full-time midfield role. So Sydney are another side who are really uh, sharpening up this straight period. And they're, they're going to be bouncing back next year, well, I believe. Traditionally haven't been too involved in no, the No, well, they love period. a big fish, though, don't they? they? They get one or two big ones and... yeah. They love a big fish and they don't like to give up much if if someone's out of contract. I remember that tip at one they offered. They've a, had pick plenty of good ones come through the, the Sydney Academy over, oh my God. over the last few years. So that's probably kept them going Yeah, and not needed to uh, hit yeah. the trade table. But Yeah, they've had a lot uh, of good draft. They'll be good again next year. 
Yeah, Braden Campbell, another one who can uh, take the next step next year. Gibber, let's get to a break. Uh, we are coming to you live from Studio Lumo at Number One King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. It's 16 minutes past 10. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yes, we're nearing the end. It's the top of 19 degrees today in Adelaide, currently 14 degrees. few scattered showers around the place. And we're coming to you from Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA at number one, King William Street. And uh, I was quite enamoured by your dig earlier on, Gibber. We're going to be doing the dig every week. And, good addition. Uh, good yeah, addition to the show. Yeah, we, we like it. And uh, we'll actually be a bit more prepared next week for that one. So, um, but if you want to hear Gibber's dig, it was quite entertaining. You can catch that on the podcast. And that was all thanks to Sherlock Wheelbarrows from the job site to your backyard. Lighten the load with Sherlock, available at Bunnings Warehouse. Gibber, do you ever get down to Bunnings? Is that something you enjoy? Uh, I'm not a handyman, no. Oh, man. No. This is something I can bond with you yeah, over. I'm not, a, I'm not a handyman. So don't spend a lot of time at Bunnings. I, yeah. I tend to just pay the professionals to get the job done for okay. me. Okay. Now tell me this. So do you organise the professional or does Loz? Uh, a bit of both. bit of both? Okay. Pro- so Probably more so Loz. More so Loz. <laughs> Have they ever turned up to your house and you didn't even know they were coming? No. Nah. Because they have with me and I, and I don't know what to say or do. And they, and they might ask about a, um, you know, they, they might be putting on a hook on uh, on our clothesline or setting up our clothesline. The most recent time someone came over, they were setting up our clothesline actually. And he looked me up and down. I don't know why. And he came back out and he said, can you just come stand out here for me? And he had set up the clothesline to my wife's height, which was <laughs> about 15 centimetres above where I can reach, like at, the, at my highest reach. And he's like, nah, we're going to lower this so you can, so you are capable of hanging out the washing. And I was like, that's brilliant. thank you. That's brilliant. <laughs> so very considerate of him because he thought about it. He obviously thought, yeah, no, nah, he's not going to be able to reach here. But Gibber... Uh, Look, we had a text here from Nick asking why the draft drops off at seven and what the Crows could possibly do then with a, with a pick 10. And I've got here the Crows would be hoping, I mean, their best bet would be to try and slide up, obviously, to pick seven for Gold Coast. And Nate Caddy, who's a hybrid 192-centimetre forward, a little bit in the mould of Charlie Kerno. that's who they could be targeting. And a lot of clubs targeting Nick the Wizard Watson. The Bulldogs are looking at him. He's a 170-centimetre uh, wizard, basically. He can do anything, contested stuff, aerial stuff, a bit of a goal sneak, Gibber. The um, wizard. Nick one, the Wizard. 70 centimetres. Yeah. It's not huge. Not huge, and it's very rare that you would see a guy get picked this early in the draft, but basically his, his talent is undeniable. He would be almost a number one pick if it wasn't for that height. Okay. So he we'll, is we'll one put, to watch we'll out put, for. Put put it on the line. If, if the Crows were to get Pick seven. Yep. Who are you taking? Who well, uh, should they take? Well, there's a kid called Riley Sanders uh, from G, uh, Tassie. He could be around the mark and he won the Lark medal. So they would be praying that he slipped out to pick okay. seven, Gibber. Uh, it's currently 10.24. City discount tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. 
This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been good fun. And we've been coming to you live from SENSA Studio Lumo at number one King William Street and powered by Lumo Energy. Bryce, what was your favourite part of the day? Well, it wasn't the uh, the Sam Newman segment. No? But, uh, that's all right. No, it's, it's, just, it? it's been fun. It's okay, been fun well, talking all things trades. And yeah, yeah. If you missed any of the show... It'll be on the podcast a little bit later. Yep. Uh, Off the Bench is up next with Sam Hargraves and Pickers. So uh, Hutchie is off duties at the moment for that. I wonder if he's uh, – he does travel a little bit, Hutchie. Uh, likes to go to America. But, uh, yeah, so that's coming up after us. Sam Pickers, what's on for you for the rest of the day? Nah, done? pretty quiet weekend time. Just going to take it easy. But I do want to give a shout-out to uh, one yes. of my best mates, Jordan Russell. Yes. He was uh, coaching the midfield at uh, North Melbourne. He's just got the forward line gig back at really? Carlton where he played. So, uh, rap to see him land back at uh, the Navy Blues, Tom. Massive uh, congrats to him for that. He's done quite well then, hasn't he? Because he has had an okay footy career, but it's his coaching career now that's blossoming. Great get for the Blues. Yep. All right. Have a lovely day, whatever you're up to, and uh, get out there and vote.